welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I'm your host, Christian, the unbiased king. That's been all. And joining me through Discord, it is the man, the myth, the legend. It is the tank top god, Joshua Gangsta Time Goal. Well, it's called partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. I swear, guys, like 80% of the time, the tank top is unintentional. It, it just <laughs> happens. I did. I completely forgot I was even wearing one. Exactly. I was looking at myself right at the screen, right on the screen looking at myself, and I, I didn't remember. Exactly. I mean, ask, do, does, does a fish think when it's uh, swimming in water? That's true. That's just your annoying. Yeah. Doesn't even have to think about swimming. <laughs> You gotta got some deep thoughts, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna be saying that throughout the uh, entire podcast, uh, as far as I can remember it, anyway. Yeah, um, those deep thoughts. That's the mood I make, guys. <laughs> you gotta gotta be kidding me right now. <laughs> well, those uh, those deep thoughts came from our producer and his edge lord, Big News Brian. What's up, nerds? Hey, 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 hey. Oh, yeah. Um, we're back on a Monday. Uh, Chainsaw Man's off this week, so we're coming to we're coming ah. at you guys a little earlier today. Um, next week, you know, jump is off, so we'll probably be covering monthlies then. And questions, why not? We'll do the rest of the questions. We got three. So, you know, that's our plans for next week. But this week, we got uh mostly every maybe some X-Men. Maybe some X-Men. Uh, maybe we'll just talk about it and not read it yeah not at all we'll just uh, talk about what we heard <laughs> uh, but yeah no today this week we got pretty much everything else uh, Chainsaw Man is the only one missing on the lineup so uh, the whole crew is back we got One Piece, Black Clover, all the things so let's not waste any time uh, let's get into plugs you could find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram uh, Josh where can they find you? JD Cole underscore 37 that's on Instagram and I'm at NY Chillin with an E-N not an I-N-G that's on Twitter follow me there follow me on Instagram send me a message your boy's on private <laughs> just be like I'm a fan of the show what up and I'm gonna say what's good I'm gonna follow you back exactly we do follow backs sure uh, Brian where can they find you Find me at B.ESP on both Instagram and Twitter. And if you ever want to catch me when I'm streaming, you can find me at switch.tv slash it's punchline. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us on Twitter, especially because we do a really good chapter of the week poll. The results of which I actually don't know. Uh, it's still up on the Twitter at the time of the recording. So uh, this will be a I'll check it real fast just to see where we're at. But follow us there. We do the really good chapter of the week poll and uh, you get to vote on your favorite series of the week and we'll announce it on the show uh we do have a definitive winner this week uh it was uh close so you know we'll see Gross. uh but yeah check us out there uh you can email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions suggestions anything you guys want us to talk about please do it there uh we love getting emails we got uh we got a couple questions backed up for mike b uh, we'll get to them probably next week, as we said. So um, keep, e- keep emailing us questions and stuff uh, as you think of it. And we'll get to it eventually. Uh, <laughs> it, it'll be fun. Uh, you can uh, comment underneath any of the videos you're watching as well, whether you're on the full version of the podcast or the little highlight breakouts that we make for every show. Uh, and while you're at it, subscribe. Give us a uh, subscribe on that. Uh, hit the bell notification thing. Apparently that alerts you whenever we upload. So subscribe, hit the bell, like us, share us, 
do all the things that uh, YouTubers tell you to do if you like your our stuff and you want to want it to be well known. So check us out on that. Uh, if you prefer audio podcast, don't fear because we got a bunch of we got pretty much every single episode we've ever done on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. I think we started doing YouTube technically earlier, but like this channel, this iteration of the channel has started at episode 75. So every episode before then is available uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. And um, I think that's it. I think that's everything. Spoiler alerts ahead. Let's get into the show. One Piece. This is One, One Piece, Piece, chapter 1056, Cross Guild. Yeah, yo, yeah, yo. Yeah, yo, yeah, yo. <laughs> uh, we get a little cover page. Katakuri's back. The greatest character ever of One Piece. He is one of the greatest characters ever. He gets one. Not of according to Greg. He is de facto number one. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people like to put Katakuri up there. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I like Katakuri a lot. I don't know. What I don't. It? He annoyed the shit out of me. When... Wow. I hated Luffy losing to him, man. man. I hated it so much. That's a hot take. Hmm. Kuros. That's the hot. Uh, that's the hot take. Draw. What's really <laughs> a hot take is is Katakuri and Magma Heat Man on the same Oven. level. Is that what this is implying? I guess it doesn't have to imply that. I guess he's like one of the older brothers of uh, of the Lin Lin family. Uh, his he's got the heat heat fruit. He's got a pretty cool power. To be honest, he's like heats himself up. That's not that's not bad. Anyway, the cover page is them just like attacking the Vinsmoke children. Um, so we'll see how that goes. We haven't seen this cover story in a minute. So. All four of them are going to die. Yeah, they're not particularly, like, all that strong. I mean, like, they've taken down a nation, but who can't at this point in the One Piece universe? Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that we mean that unironically. Like, yeah. We're not joking. Yeah. But uh, in any case, we uh, opened the chapter uh, the day after the flower, the party in the flower capital, capital is over. Uh, and after Green Bull has, uh, has left after being scared away by Shanks, uh, the Akazaya 9 that fought up against him are kind of recovering right now. Raizo and, and, uh, Shinobu are both raisins in the sun. Uh, they're, they're shriveled. Uh, they, they look so funny. They, they really got dried yeah. up. I don't know why, but Shinobu's face especially, cause she has like this weird mad face going on. She's just like. Uh, it just Someone said, it. "Don't die, Shinobu." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like she's she's trying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, someone said, "Look how gaunt you gaunt you are." What? Yeah. What does gaunt. that word mean? Gaunt. I don't know what it means. Brian, could you look uh, up what gaunt means? You're not. Oh, you're not an English major. I forget. I'm not an English major. I. You're not an. English I don't know every word. Close. Your film, bro. You're supposed not, that's to not be a same. wordsmith. That's you'd be mistaken. <laughs> uh, Lean and haggard, uh, especially because <laughs> of suffering, hunger, or age. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you have Lean it. Lean and haggard. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Okay, so, yeah, Kinemon is there, and he's apologizing because he wasn't there. He was at Curry at the time. 
Um, and everybody's like, eh, whatever. We all made it. No, no, no sweat off our bones. We all, we all made it out here alive. Uh, I'm sure Raizo and them will be okay. It's fine. Uh, they ask mm. about Otsuru, who apparently was like, well, I remember. I thought she was like dead, but you know how it is in One Piece. If you don't see them take their last breath, they're alive. <laughs> Chances are 80%. Uh, and Otsuru survived uh, the burning of uh, Okobore town. Uh, she has a nasty burn on her face, but she lives. Uh, that's Keenanmon's wife, for those who don't remember. Uh, and, you the know, most traditional Japanese woman. Yeah, you know, like modeled after, um, I guess, Japanese paintings of uh, of uh, women. They, there's a couple of characters here who are like modeled after like these uh, old samurai paintings and whatnot. Like Odin is one himself. Yeah. Uh, so. With the pose and everything, right? That's yeah, like, this, this thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, they're simping after each other still. It's kind of cute. Good for them. Raizo is a raisin. Just he's like, oh, I wish I had a girl. <laughs> Nigga, you wish you had some liquids in your body, bro. <laughs> what is you talking about? Yeah. Um, and then we cut over to uh, Carrot, who's been called over by a, a cat viper and dog storm. And they're talking about uh, how they've decided to stay in Wano to serve as samurai for Momonosuke. And uh, they're passing down the torch to Carrot. Uh, to become the next king of uh, of Zo, which is pretty cool. Good for her. Uh, and you know, random too, but whatever. Well, she's like kind of taken aback by it too, because like there's people who are way stronger than me, and they're like, yeah, but you know, that's why they're guards. You know. I like how he says, "Of course there are." <laughs> <laughs> of course there are. Uh, we know you ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah we, we know that carrot. We know it's okay, carrot. Um, but yeah, you know they, you know I guess you don't technically need to be strong to be like a, a royal. You know, you just have to have a good head on your shoulders, and carrot's got a good head on her shoulders. You know, uh, and it's going to be more of a community thing. I think Wanda's going to be kind of an advisor. You know, uh, she's like the main head. It seems, but you know they're not going to just rely entirely on her. It seems. Um, we then get a scene with um, Sukiyaki, uh, the grandfather of Momonosuke, the father of Odin. Uh, he actually sees his grandkids for the first time in like 20 years. Uh, and they have like a little heartfelt reunion. He apologizes to them for like not being around, seeing as how he's an old man, <laughs> I guess. Um, but, you know, uh, everybody, everybody just kind of like taking it in that he's actually survived, uh, alive. I think Kiku knew he was alive. Uh, she just said that it would be rude to reveal. Uh, Kiedemann is surprised, beyond surprised. Um, he's literally like, oh shit, he's alive. And Someone said who would wear a Tengu mask when there is no festival. Yeah, that was Kawamatsu, it seems. <laughs> I'm, uh, I, don't get the, I don't get the reference and the historical implications, so... Yeah, that would have went right over my head too. I thought people just wore tango masks, just casually, just wearing a casual, yeah casual tango mask. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, cash tang, <laughs> cash tang. Well, you know, you learn something new every day when you listen to, when you read One Piece. Anyway, so you know, he's just like, hey, I'm gonna. Here's the deal. I'm going to, like, hang around and teach you guys some things. But after that, I'm just going to go back to my woods. Uh, don't don't make me do things anymore, it seems. I'd like to retire. And they're like, 
yeah, that's cool. I'm all right. Um, we then cut over to the Straw Hats, who are just kind of chilling, relaxing, uh, getting ready to go Like before their big journey. They're just hanging out. And they're talking about uh, Robin actually reveals to them that Pluton is on uh, Wano. And, uh, you know, she even asked casually, like, Luffy, do you want Pluton right now? And she's because the implication is if Luffy said yes, they would have gotten up. And went to get Pluton immediately. <laughs> uh, she would have dragged Frankie's ass down there. Like, listen, bring your, bring your big machine ass out here and your <laughs> robot. And we're going to pull this shit up out the ground. Yeah. And use it. Yeah. Luckily for the world, Luffy says no. Uh, he's good. He's like, nah, I'm good. I don't need a weapon of mass destruction right now. I am the weapon of mass destruction. I'm a god. Uh, he sure is. So Frankie burnt the plans so that the government couldn't Correct. rebuild it. Yeah, because the whoever else could, no one could get it. Yes, because uh, Dam. Former Spandam. Oh yeah, he was the dickhead from that was like the leader of the CP9, despite being like an evil fuck. You don't remember Spandam? You remember? You'll you you'd remember if you saw him. He's the guy with the mask. He was above Lucci. Yeah, but he's like a, a weakling. Like the government put him there. He was like the director uh, of the CP9 at the time. He was like Warpole. Now he's like Lucci's little side bitch. You know, like he just follows him around and does stuff for him. Um, oh shit! I think Lucci is in okay. charge now, from what I understand. But um, yeah, in any case, that's yeah. He did destroy the plans back in CP9. They caught wind that he had them, so he burnt them. So you know, good for Frankie. Um, Shinobu comes back and she's fully healed and looking way younger uh, after being uh, sucked. Less dry. ripe. Yeah, she's less. She's she's less ripe indeed. Um, and you know, uh, it, it's revealed that uh, Otako uh, Otama is like taking after ninja lessons, so she'll be a ninja. Maybe she'll show up in the final war and fuck shit up. Who knows? Uh, one interesting thing that happens is Karibu is glorping around in the background. <laughs> The real, the real 11th member. <laughs> the true 11th member. The true 11th member. Y'all know who my vote is for always. Wet hair caribou. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Put He's been here since the fucking beginning. Of the of this time, time skip. skip. <laughs> yeah, but he's been actively trying to fuck over the Straw Hats. That's all conjecture. Well, you know, to be fair, who hasn't? Frankie did it at one point. Robin did it at one point. And look at that. They're both hey. crew members. Yeah. Hey, hey, I'm not saying it's impossible. But, you know, he's, his loyalty seemed to be someone else because he... Uh, They're going to need someone to counter red hair. Well, he hears, red hair. he hears that, like, he hears about the Pluton situation. He's like, whoa, I got to let a certain someone know about this. Ah, uh, even Oda cannot escape the trope no he has to be that person this man <laughs> him i have to let him know <laughs> uh i love it i mean you know what are you gonna do shonen tropes oh uh, this shonen is this tropes. is what i live for i wake up every day for that yeah um so days later uh momonosuke now the shogun is walking around uh you know he's adored by all wano is kind of normal now uh, and he's walking around, and he uh, he tries to pull up to Zoro, and he tries to ask him to teach him sword fighting. And he runs around the whole palace looking for the Straw Hats. And uh, it's revealed to him that, uh, sorry, bro, they left. They got to get out of here. 
um you know it's about without even saying bye to you bro yeah they it's fine (laughs) um and uh speaking of um that being said we cut over to uh the straw hats uh eustace kid and uh and law and they're arguing over which direction they're gonna take um well first of all law is like leaving on a different day we're leaving first um and, you know, they all got to leave at the same time. They accept that. But then, like, fine. We have to go different directions from now on. Because we're not cool. The alliance is done. Um, and, uh, yeah. Kid and Luffy both pick the middle one, which would be east. And uh, Law picks the northeast. Taking advantage of the fact that Luffy and Eustace Kid are fucking morons that apparently can't navigate. Uh, and are, like, so, you know. Or, or follow basic cardinal directions. <laughs> yeah, uh, and are just like, yeah, it would be, it would have been wise for Luffy to have Nami there, but fuck that, I guess. Uh, just so we're clear, the Calm Belt is not a safe place. No, it is the least safe place. By uh, right, any story. and it is called the Calm Belt because it is very calm on the surface because no one dares. Yeah, to venture there. Yeah, there's no islands in the Calm Belt itself. Nope. It's just a stretch. Well, if there was, people wouldn't know. Yeah. (laughs) If there was, like, people wouldn't venture out too often because there's Neptunians anywhere, everywhere. Right, right. Just along that line. Right. Yeah, just those two lines that that serve as metaphorical walls of the Grand Line. Why, though? Uh, I don't want to linger on this too long, but that has to have been done by design, you know? Maybe. Because Shiroho, all right, not Shirohoshi herself, but whoever was the previous Neptune probably ordered them to stay like that forever. It could be. It's entirely they, They're dividing the world up on purpose, you know? Yeah, makes sense. I wouldn't be surprised. Hey, put that in the theory bank, and maybe, maybe we'll be right about sure. that one. <laughs> also, I have one more question before we wrap up this chapter. Yeah. Um, did we know that Pluton was in Wano this whole time? No. When Robin no. when Robin found out, did we find out yes. this is new? That's when we found out. That's when So we this was this was this was foreshadowed years in advance. Yes. That... In theory, okay. the reason it just that so happens that only two out of eleven of the fucking crewmates know or care about it. Yes. Well, you know, they know about it because the whole plan Crocodile had was to unearth Pluton via the Poneglyph in Alabasta. Robin lied to him and said that there was no information uh, about the Pluton there, but she knew, like, she read it, and it was like, there, it's in Wano. So she just, like... Kind so of, he had no idea. Crocodile no idea. zero. No idea. <laughs> no idea. I think she... Well, I remember that, like, he knew she was lying to him, but, you know, he can't read it anyway. I mean, so. What can you do, right? Yeah, yeah right. so... <laughs> It wasn't in Alabasta. That's my thing. Even if he knew it was in Wano, how the fuck was he going to get over there anyway? Well, he'd be king of... Uh, he'd be technically... If he was taking over Alabasta, technically he'd be the sovereign king of Alabasta at that point. So he'd have like the... He force still has to get to Wano and go over the waterfall and all of that. Well, maybe that's why he wanted an entire military force on his side. The soldiers of Alabasta. Ah. Yeah. 
against uh, the animal kingdom pirates. That would have been interesting. Yeah, but he also. I guess that's to, neither here nor there. Yeah, he also has to have known at some point that it's on Wano, so it's a moot point anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so you know, all that happens. They they choose their destinations, um, and uh, <laughs> Luffy and Kid draw straws for the last two. Um, I don't. I don't remember where. Uh, I. I don't think it says where Kid is going necessarily. But no, Kid is now going east. Oh, Kid is going where, east. I guess the middle one. Now Luffy's gonna go the the opposite. He's gonna go towards the fucking. Yeah, he has to go belt. to the south. Oh, those are three islands actually. So he has to hit that island. Okay. Yeah, he's doing the southeast. Law's doing Ooh. the one in the middle. <laughs> and Mid-Land. Law's doing the one close to the calm belt. Yeah, dangerously close. Um. So yeah, uh, then uh, you know they're arguing. Uh, Luffy talks shit about him being, even though I lost, I'm still the emperor of the sea, bitch. Um, and he says, but when it comes to uh, kid says, when it comes to emperors, the one who really makes me mad is him. And it's revealed that Buggy has started the Cross Guild, which is comprised of him on the top, uh, and of course, Crocodile and Dracul Mihawk. Crocodile. Hmm? Oh, Sir Crocodile. I'm sorry. Um, so I I gotta look. Brian Brian called this. He did. I he know. did a pretty good job, kind of. But you know who else <laughs> called it? I gotta give uh, props to our boy uh, Sketchy Mike when he 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 sent us a question weeks back when we first found out uh, about Buggy, and he mentioned that his idea was that like he teamed up with Mihawk specifically. And uh, look who's there. Uh, so congratulations. You have defeated me in my prideful knowledge of One Piece. You you have a spiritual connection to him that I will never achieve. I hope you're happy with yourself. Uh, That's so random. <laughs> but it also, I mean, I feel like the idea came from the fact that we knew he was hiring pirates. We knew he had some type of like, mm-hmm. like, uh, mercenary situation going on. Yep. Um, so, you know, with this cross guild, apparently Buggy has been doing the completely, totally awesome and metal thing of flipping the script on the Navy and putting bounties on the fucking Navy. Uh, a little bit of props, a little bit of respect there. That's pretty, that's a pretty rad idea for a pirate to do. Um, so now Navy, the Navy has to like watch its back. For just regular civilians who might try to kill them. Um, so it's a good way to turn the tables. Uh, as to how <laughs> Buggy was able to secure Mihawk and Buggy, uh, Mihawk and Crocodile, who knows? Uh, I think he probably stumbled into it. There's no way he did it on purpose in a calculated move. Something must have happened. Um, but moving onward, uh, Law leaves Kid with a uh, copy of the Road Poneglyph. Um, and you know, they're, um, they, they talk about this thing where, um, they, re- I guess they read a little bit of it and, uh, Eustace kid mentions that like, what you mean finding the man with the burn scar? That's not enough to go on. Uh, and Luffy's like burn scar. What? What are you talking about? And I think it's implied that law straight up lied to them. What was law lying about? Whatever this burn scar guy is. I think. Well, what is he lying about? Like, who is I he feel just like making this guy up or something? Like, what do you I mean? think that's the implication, isn't it? Because, like, he gives he 
like they're reading the thing and they talk they're talking about like finding the man with a burn scar and um robin seems confused luffy's confused law's confused unless like he's lying to the straw hats actually and they said they mentioned something that like wasn't in the ro- their copy of the road poneglyph or something but i don't know i feel like that was <clears throat> more sinister than it seemed i don't i don't think i all right what i what i believe is the case is that Law knows exactly who Kid is referencing, even though Kid and and Thwacker or Slasher or whatever the fuck his Killer. buddy's name is Killer, Killer. yeah, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> even though you know Slash. they they're not really sure, they 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 have a clue, but it seems like Law understands it, or at least he knows it a lot better than they do, and he's keeping quiet because he doesn't, you know, he wants to get a lead. Yeah, on these guys. I think that's all that was about. Hmm. I'm surprised Robin doesn't know. I'm a little perturbed about that. She's supposed to know everything. Yeah, I think like Robin knows something's up because she read it too. She read the Poneglyph as well. So I don't think it has to do with the Poneglyph. Well, Law can't decipher it, so they gave him that copy. Right. It's there's nothing. So on they all they read the same thing. So, I don't know. I think it has everything to do with him having more of an understanding about who the man with the burned face is. Well, not Chris one name, it's not Lady Toki or whatever her name is. Chris kind of makes sense. I, like, now I think about it, it kind of makes sense what Chris is saying because Law was the one that gave them the copy. So <laughs> Yes, I'm referencing the girl that got a burn off face from earlier. That's not Toki. Chris. <laughs> that's why you're like, <laughs> like that. No, that's not, to- that's not Toki. That's Otsuru. <laughs> I, I fucked her name up, but yeah, you get all it. right. <laughs> That's why I was confused. Chris, what Chris is saying is makes makes sense because Law could have just uh wrote something different on Kid's copy of the Poneglyph. Yeah. But they're not. They didn't read it. I just don't believe that that statement about the burned man has anything to do with what they read. Mm. I don't even think they read it yet. I think he just passed on the cloth. Yeah, I think what you're talking about is more likely is that he knows who the person is and the others don't. Um, they did start looking at it though. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the chapter ends with um, Momonosuke looking for Yamato, and it's revealed that Yamato <laughs> is on the roof of the palace, and uh, he announces that he's going to go with Luffy and his crew, and uh, he's going to live the same way that Kozuki Odin did, and. Uh, we may or may not have the 11th member of the Straw Hat crew coming along for the ride. That's where this chapter ends. And uh, let's get into thoughts. Josh, what did you think about this chapter? I'm going to tell you what I thought, bro. So, do you know how long it took for Mr. Fishman Karate Extraordinaire to join the Straw Hats? It took a long time. This is true. It did take a long time. Yeah, no, but didn't. But Jimbe yeah, was but busy. What, Brian? Jimbe yeah, had, but what? Jimbe had a lot yeah, of shit what, to do. Bro. Yeah, but what? You gotta tell me, Jimbe was not a busy man every time he was offered to Fuck join the that. crew. <laughs> listen, bro. Listen. It's not his fault. He has shit to do. We went through a time skip, and I I went through grown shit too in real life. Okay, I went through several actual real life arcs. 
before we was able to get Fishman, Jimbe, Blue Boy, Jimbe. <laughs> can't even say his name <laughs> because it took so long. That's my point. That's my point. Well, to be fair, he was recruited post time skip. Technically, they better leave Yamato, and she better figure it out. He better figure it out and no. make it to them in the, the next island. Why? That's <laughs> how I feel. Because it's only right. It's not only right. It doesn't make any sense. You're just mad that it took Jimbe so long to get there for arbitrary reasons. Like Yamato has nothing holding him <laughs> back. You just, you just. This is that haterade quirk that you do. It was. It's creeping out. It's well, creeping how out. come this character gets to join immediately when it took this one character forever to join? All the other join Strawheads almost joined immediately. Plus, it's a big deal that Jinbei joined, so it's okay for him to take some time to get in there. Yeah, but um, what what are you? I'm the only one that felt some kind of way. There's no way. I might, can't. You might have been. I mean, it, like it would have been cool for him to come earlier, but it. I mean, yeah, I don't love Jinbei. I do love Jinbei. He's here. That's all that matters. Yeah, I love Yamato so much more. That is what's being expressed. I I didn't say that. I see through the lines. You're making things up. You see through the lines and make things up there. But uh, go on, continue on your thoughts. (laughs) Um, I really don't understand why Dracul Mihawk is a part of Buggy's crew. Just don't I. I don't know. Bribery, means to an end, boredom. He was pretty bored on that island. Maybe after Zoro left, he said, hmm, maybe I want to be out there, you know? Well, he was on the run from the government. He had to leave. The government was parked outside his house. (laughs) I wonder how long he's been a warlord for. Yeah, no, it's interesting. I we don't. He's been a warlord since the first time we seen him, right? He was already. Yeah, he, he was, was already, already an established warlord by then. So, he never. He probably never really had a crew. He was probably like a warlord since the start. So he never really needed a crew. He was just fucking. Yeah. Going around doing his thing. Yeah, Mihawk's past would be I interesting. Moria is a part of their crew too. Who? Moria. Moria's with Blackbeard. Oh, you already said this. Yeah. Uh, anyway. I don't have too many other... Th- oh, you know, I had a lingering thought, right? Um, What's stopping Shanks or anybody else from going to get the One Piece in Laugh Tale? I know Shanks didn't go to Laugh Tale with, um, with Blackbeard, but he, under- he knows he should understand the route, right? I mean... The point is to keep moving forward. At some point, these emperors stop moving forward for whatever reason, right? Yeah. Well, and it leads me to think that the One Piece is—it's not about it being some type of treasure. It's—I mean, we could all guess that, right? But it just makes me really wonder: what is it truly? Oh, really? What's the obstacle? You know, yeah. it's not the government. They're at Marajoa. They are at the—that's the middle point. They're behind. You know. Mm-hmm. Kaido just stopped. He was, he got to Wano and said, "You know what? This is my one piece. 
This <laughs> uh, no. I'm gonna be the king of this fucking island, and that's well. That. Wano, uh, Kaido was building up his forces in Wano. That's uh, why he was building the smile fruits. That's why he was like basically having a weapons ma- manufacturing there. And he also only had one pon- road poneglyph. Big Mom had the other, and uh, Zo was the mm. other one was on Zo. And plus, there's another one that they need to find that's not connected to anybody. So. It, it, there are challenges to getting to Raftel in the first place. Um, as far as Shanks, I think he also started to make his move once Luffy's fruit awakened. So I think he needed Luffy to reach that form in order to like make his move finally. Um, that's the implication, I think, at least. But, you know, there's like a little obstacles here and there. It's uh, It's unclear whether... Big Mom really wanted the One Piece. I think she mentioned it, probably. I think they all wanted it at some point or another. It's just that they it's a very hard thing to get there, even if you're an emperor. Yeah, it's hard for them. I mean, they were at a stalemate. The four emperors were at a stalemate by themselves. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That seems to be the case. Um, But yeah. Uh, any more thoughts? Nah. All right. Brian, what did you think? Brian, any lingering thoughts? Um, I like this chapter. It is my RGC. Whoa! Damn, my phone went down. Uh, it is indeed Brian's really good chapter of the week. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Um, I really like this chapter mainly because, you know, this is the, probably uh, the last time for a while we're going to see Kid Law and Luffy together uh, for a bit. So it's kind of it's kind of sad to see Law go. You know, I'm going to miss that guy. He's one of my favorite characters in the series. And we're going to probably not see him for a while. So um, it's a little bittersweet. But um, we are also the first time in a while. Uh, just doing shit. They're just going somewhere without knowing where the fuck they're going. It's been a while since we've done that in One Piece, actually. Can't remember. When was the last time they just decided to travel somewhere? Or, like, just choose a direction and go? It's been a long time. It's funny you mention that, because when they left Whole Cake Island, they had the express intent to go to Wano. And I don't think a log post had anything to do with it. I think they just yeah. made it to Wano. Like, they kind of... Uh, did they address that? Well, since uh, Punk Hazard, they've had... They've had, like, a direct, like, path-to-path. Like, once Punk Hazard was over, the next step was to go to uh, Dressrosa. Then after Dressrosa. that, the part of the plan after that was to go to Zoe. And then the plan after that was to go to Wano. But then Sanji's whole cake adventure happened. That was not part of the plan. Um, so the last uh, time they just sailed in a direction was Punk Hazard? Yes. Like they accidentally came across Punk Hazard? Yes. Well, that so, was the next... Well, whenever the, they go to a the place, they, they aim to land somewhere. They just don't really know where they're going. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's so how they, the yeah, the island. Yeah, this is the first time we're going to an island that we don't know where we're going to. Like, yeah. we just know we're going somewhere. And I like that. I miss that part of One Piece a little bit. And I'm kind of thinking it's between... Uh, I'm a, I'm of the opinion that we're not going to um, to the giant land. Ooh, you're not going to Elbaf. I, yeah, I'm of not the opinion... Right now. 
Yeah, I think we're going to to Lodestar actually. What the hell's Lodestar? You guys, you guys don't know about Lodestar. I don't know about Lodestar. Lodestar is another island in the New World that was mentioned before a long ass time ago. Let me see if I could find some information on it because even I don't know much about it. Why'd you bring Um, up that smart guy? Because because it is an island that was brought up, um, as like a as a kind of important one. Lodestar Island. Oh, Lodestar is the second to last island on the Grand Line. Oh, Oh, then I don't think they're going there yet. (laughs) Yeah, because I think they'd be around there. They'd have to skip because Law is going farther along. So technically, oh, so be, Law is probably going to Lodestar then. He'd be closer to Lodestar than, at the very least, he'd be closer to Lodestar than Luffy and Kid would be. Um. Okay, so maybe he, maybe he is going to Elbaf. But yeah, I can't, I can't see them not going to Elbaf. You know, it's just been such a built-up place, very much like Wano. It's part of. It's very like so integral to Usopp's character in particular. I, I, I would be surprised if we don't go to want if we don't go to Elbaf. All right. So I'll say this. I think the Pirate King race starts at El, at Lodestar, though. Probably, yeah. So I think that's where all the emperors and all the Pirate King candidates and the and the Navy are going to show up in one place to, yeah. to, 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 I to begin the race. I wonder territory is. Sorry to talk over you, but... Are you guys? Does anyone know like where Blackbeard's? No, is it Pirate Island? It's Pirate Island, right, or whatever. Yeah, I mean that's where he's chilling. That's, I guess, his main area. But you know, but the war, the mm. emperors have territories all over. It's not necessarily like us, right? Kind of like how Big Mom had technically Fishman Island was her territory too, right? Yeah, and it was Whitebeard's before her. Um, so yeah, it's not necessarily that they have like a section of the world. To themselves is that they have a bunch of different islands under their belt in different places but uh brian were those all your thoughts um but yeah i there's that that i'm looking forward to um you know i think it would still be cool if yamato isn't the one to join the part the the crew and it's actually uh mononosuke Right. I still, I still think that would be sick. Um, and I feel like that might happen still here, but we, you know, listen, that's just it all. That's just, I'm just throwing that out there. It might not happen. It might, it might, it might happen, but still, yeah, I'm excited to see what's next for One Piece. Um, cause now we're kind of in uncharted territories again. Pretty fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like this chapter, you know. Um it wasn't my RGC, I guess. Uh it felt it was just kinda like uh it was fine. I I liked it. I liked the stuff that they were like teasing for it. Obviously seeing Buggy with uh the cross guild people with uh Crocodile and Mihawk, that was exciting. Uh it's good to see Crocodile yeah. again after so long. You know, we've seen little like silhouettes of him just chilling out there in the world, not really knowing what he's doing, but it's really cool. To see him again and under buggy no less it, it makes a little bit of sense honestly i can buy weirdly enough crocodile with buggy more than mihawk with buggy because they have history with impel down like they broke out of prison together so they mm-hmm. there's like this little bit of history between them that i can see them maybe teaming up uh i would 
I can't imagine that these people are taking orders from Buggy. Um, I think they've just kind of like united because Buggy's got manpower and uh, they're very strong themselves. And, you know, together it'd probably be a better and more beneficial thing now that they're all wanted people. Um, the bounty thing that they're doing is really cool. <laughs> it's like a, it's kind of badass, very uh, crocodile like, I think. Um, so yeah. respect on that, I guess. Um, yeah, not much to say about this one. I feel like, you know, it's just establishing and building up for the next, uh, journey that we're going to go and, and embark on with the straw hats. So, uh, I'm more excited for two weeks from now when we get one piece again, uh, jump is on break in general next week. So we won't be seeing any of this stuff, <laughs> uh, but I'm excited. It's, it's made me excited. Um, I, I imagine we're going to stay on one for like two more chapters maybe. And then we'll finally be out in the, on the way to the next Island phase. And uh, I'm excited about that. Um, but I don't have much else to say. Uh, so in that case, if there's no rebuttal, shall we move on? Um, I just wanted to say, I looked up Blackbeard's Island pirate Island and it is in the new world. So there's yeah, that. I would figure. Um, yeah. They, all the four emperors, I think one of the requirements is that they have to mostly be in the new world. Um, mm. But yeah. Except if, if you're Shanks and you're just for some reason yeah, in Shanks, the East Blue. Shanks go, at, Shanks <laughs> go wherever the fuck he wants. He just roams. He just roams. All right. Let's move on then. My Hero Academia. This is My Hero Academia, chapter 362. Light fades to rain. All right. Well, this is uh, this is a pretty big one, guys. Uh, <laughs> prepare yourselves because I feel storm brewing. <laughs> uh, wow. So last we left off, uh, the big three were uh, doing their big combined move to slow down Shigaraki. Um, and uh, they let it off. And uh, it... Does nothing to Shikaraki. <laughs> he kind of just like tanks it, uh, even though it looks super cool and it it's a it does like an anime beam across the planet thing almost. Um, so yeah, he shakes that How off. How much damage did it do to Shigaraki? Pre- almost nothing. Uh, it was uh, not good. Almost nothing. He literally comes it out. It was with, not effective in the slightest. Not in the slightest. Uh, Failure. It gets one of those, I guess. Uh, so, Shigaraki is uh, like, "Come on, use your heads, you know, because you know." Remember All Might in this plot prime? This thing couldn't even take down All Might when he was at his best. So, what do you think it's gonna do to me? Yes. Yeah. I I I thought it might have hurt All for One. I mean, All Might in his prime. Maybe. But I, I get. I get. Oh, oh, I'm such a fool. I guess. Suppose. <laughs> You got me there, Gigi Akutame. That's... I mean, oops, wrong guy, wrong hey, guy. Sorry, dude. Be careful. My bad. Be careful not to fire off any friendly fire towards Akutame. Yeah, yeah, my, my bad, Akutame. You don't, you don't deserve that at all. All right. So I get you know, the point. At the in the wake of uh, doing absolutely nothing to Shigaraki, uh, we do see in the side uh, Bakugo has finally stood up. And uh, he looks over to Best Genius and tells him to look after the others. And he says to himself, gotta win, right, Izuku? And at first I was like, 
hell yeah. It's time for Super Duper <laughs> Mode. At first, I was like, yes, it's time for Bakugo Super Duper Mode Awakening. He's about to awaken some shit. Uh, and he, he, it looks like he does for a second. He, like, basically teleports and melts Shigaraki to nothing. Like, if you zoom in on that panel where he first zooms over, Shigaraki liquefies himself. Um, it's it's kind of cool. Uh, and he predicts uh, Shigaraki's move, counters it, and uh, then he pulls up directly behind Shigaraki, and we get a really long explanation about uh, his uh, his uh, Bakugo's quirk in particular. And uh, the quirk is explosion. As we know, the sweat glands on his palms produce nitroglycerin-like liquid that can detonate, but the cluster upgrade he devised came with a side effect that even he himself was not aware of. And in the act of saving up sweat into launchable beads, put a terrible burden on his gland on the glands of his palms. Uh, and uh, he kept storing those beads uh, in the glands until they were forced to uh, forced to find other exits outside of his body. As we've seen with the little explosions that were around him uh, in the last chapter or so. Uh, but the explosions all around his body... Uh, gave him even more speed and um, he starts thinking to himself is just like battling through the pain fighting while trying to spot the enemy's ticks and habits is basically the path you had to walk and he's talking about Midoriya obviously and he says so Izuku can I still catch up with you um, and uh, Shigaraki actually starts to panic and he gets like an image of the second all for one user uh, the one whose quirk that we haven't seen Midoriya use yet. And, uh, hey, looks like he might be related to Bakugo after all in some way, shape, or form. Um, he could be like a relative uh, of Bakugo, um, someone from his past, like his grandfather or something, which would be kind of cool, I guess. It would be very interesting. Um, so Shigaraki actually panics at the sight of this because it reminds him of an all-for-one user. Um, and he yeah, starts one for all. Oh, sorry. I, I say one for all, uh, all for one a lot more than one for all. Uh, so that's the first thing that comes to mind. Uh, so he just like freaks out and then all of a sudden we, uh, op- we cut over to this white space and we see the visage of all might, uh, looking down on him, which I think, uh, has a lot of implications. I guess we'll get into later. Um, so, yeah, he sees the visage of All Might, and he's like, hey, oh, yeah. Thinking back to when we finally met, I was pretty much going through some stuff. I was a punk, and I was being a dick. And I look, and now it looks like I missed my chance to ask. But And he's reminded of this, like, trading card he got with uh, Midoriya of All Might. And he says that he's wanted an autograph so bad. And we cut to the outer world, where it seems that Bakugo's heart has exploded. Um... And Shigaraki, on top of that, lands a pretty good hit on him um, at the same time while the big three all together, you know, just try to get him out of there, but fail. Um, Mirko is there as well. Um, And Bakugo is just sent flying over as we hear about, like, the news reports about the weather. Um, We get a glimpse of his parents uh, talking about how uh, Bakugo is not a fan of the rain. As uh, also Shigaraki is talking shit like, what do you think this was, dude? You think we didn't come prepared? We came here with the ultimate demon lord body. You know, ideal for the perfect boss, uh, for the final boss. Um, And then we end on everybody freaking out 
as we end on a two-page spread of um, seemingly dead Bakugo with a hole in his chest and uh, the All Might card right uh, right beside him as he passes away. Uh, and uh, he gets a very tentative... Uh, as we close out this chapter. So... <laughs> Not very eventful. Uh, I can't think of a very uh, seismic thing that happened here. But maybe Brian can help us out. Brian, you wanted to go first. What did you think about this chapter of My Hero Academia? Okay. So I read this chapter like six times. And every time I read it, I was confused. (laughs) (laughs) I was just... confused every single time and i'm like you know everything was going so well like the story was going so well you know everything was going well and then this chapter happened and i'm like what is going on and like i'm looking around to see what other people think and it's like this immediately immediately there's a rift in the community they're like there are people who say this chapter's shit and then other people are like, oh, bro, my Hero Academia fans are the fucking worst, bro. They can't enjoy shit. And I'm like, no, but, like, they, they're upset for a reason here, you know? Like, this, my big problem is that there was no buildup to this shit. There was no buildup to this random-ass side effect that, that Horikoshi brought in. The, the side effect out of nowhere... Like there's like no mention of it before, no even not even a a subtle hint before I believe. Um, I I can't remember. Do you guys remember ever them mentioning something about a side? Not even well, mentioning, but like hinting at a side effect. Here's the thing, work? and this is a little bit of a devil's advocate, hail mary play, but I'm in the middle of a, my hero academia reread, so my memory <laughs> is refreshed on on a couple of things. One thing that they kind of mentioned, and, you know, I think this is just, like, we already know this, is that, like, quirks have, quirks are very likened to human muscle. So, the more you kind of, like, tear them apart and, you know, like, the more you tear them apart, rebuild them, the stronger they become. But that, that, impl- that implies that, in theory, they can, you can tear your quirks ACL, so to speak, so that it <laughs> malfunctions to such a degree that if it probably fucks you up and mm-hmm. that's like kind of the only thing that i can think of that is kind of um, a, a little bit of a build up to what is happening here but um so writing wise hey, he continue. didn't do enough to set this up for sure i mean you go on Brian. and and that's what i hate the most about this chapter is that and also there's all right so there's that fact is about the side effect right but we still don't know based off of this chapter what it was that actually did him in we don't know if it was his quirk we don't know if it was shigaraki who who like stabbed his heart we don't know because for some reason the art was incredibly vague when it came to that so that page where it shows his heart either exploding or getting pierced we don't know because for some reason he decided to just make it like a white fucking void um, when it came to that part. So we don't know whether his heart exploded or whether Shigaraki pierced his heart. 
Um, and then we end on that cliffhanger. So to organize my thoughts a bit, I'm going to go through the scenarios that could possibly happen, okay? So there's clearly option number one, Bakugo is actually fucking dead. And um, I believe the point of this, like, if Bakugo is truly dead, the point of this is a tragedy of, like, of talent and real life, you know? Because in real life, when people die, it's not always ceremonious. Like, heroes don't always die ceremoniously in real life. It just happens. Mm -hmm. They just fall over and die. So I get if this is really what happens... In this in this show, I get it, but that doesn't mean it's good. That doesn't mean it's cool. That doesn't mean it's interesting. It's fucking lame, because this is a story. This isn't supposed to be something that's supposed to be based in real life. I don't. Maybe somebody else might enjoy it. I don't. I think this was a pretty fucking lame way to kill off a pretty lovable character in Bakugo, right? Like at least give it some more. Give it some more fucking time to build up you know or drop some more hints yes. on it like give him something to like you know show before he dies like make it actually like um emphatically fucking tragic make it like oh he was so fucking close and then what that happened and okay so there's that so then there's the other option whether bakugo is alive so there's two in my opinion, there's two ways that this can go. So there's one way where I think this is my theory from. So there's. I believe that Shigaraki accidentally saved Bakugo. By piercing his heart. So my theory is that Bakugo was building up all this, all the sweat, the explosive sweat in his body, and that was originally going to kill him. But then, but then Shigaraki pierced his heart, and that allowed a place for the 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 sweat glands for for the glands to get out, like the explosives to get out of his his body. I, that's a little bit of a stretch, but I think that's what would have hap what might have happened. So that's why he was kind of yoinked out of the the one for all state or whatever he was in, like speaking to All Might's Ember. So I think that's what happened. And then there's two, which is another theory that I've heard from Vocal Pineapple. Uh, he's a he's a <laughs> Hero Academia YouTuber. He's he's pretty good. You guys should check him out. Um, so there's this theory where Deku Deku needs to arrive. He needs to fight Shigaraki within one for all, and he needs to save te the Tenku that's inside so that he can activate all for one and give Bakugo a re regeneration quirk. So that he can survive. Wow. So there's that option as well. Yeah, that's a long way to go, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a real roundabout way of making this work. Um, and both of those options are relatively not likely to happen. So it's either Bakugo is dead and it fucking blows, <laughs> or he has to fucking reach as far as the fucking stars to make Bakugo alive. And I just don't understand why he writes himself into these corners sometimes. Um, but, you know... I know why. Like, I'm just... 
I'm going to wait until the next chapter, maybe the next two chapters, to see what actually happens. But I'm I'm holding out hope that he has, he has something planned that's going to be good and decent. So we'll see. But this chapter fucking sucked. I'm just going to say <laughs> this chapter fucking sucked. Wow. The way that it was written. Like, it felt like there was no fucking weight. Shigaraki... Like, I get that he's supposed to be this big old fucking powerhouse, but everything built up for Sun Eater kind of just hand waved away. Uh, <laughs> it Gosh, just went, oh, yep, yep. You know that really cool thing you just did? No. Josh like, is I get he's supposed to be fucking strong. Josh yeah, is I get he's supposed to be strong and shit, but, like, come on, man. Like, uh, like a little, like show, like that something exists. That's and that's then the something. motherfucker had the nerve to do it twice in one chapter. <laughs> and uh, there was one more thing I'm trying to remember from this chapter. You know what? I remember why you're remembering what you wanted to say. I'm going to remember that Chris said he wasn't sure how to feel. I wonder how he <laughs> feels now. <laughs> Well, After reading this again and experiencing Brian going ham for about six minutes. I don't know. I'm guessing. guessing. <laughs> am, I, am I on point? Maybe. It was all facts. Yeah. I mean. All facts. And feelings. Okay. Uh, so does that mean. Right. Why even. Why even start the chapter with Sun Eater like thinking about that shit? You know, like like making it because seem he like doesn't crazy. like his characters. He hates his characters and he hates <laughs> the fans. We did something to him. Nothing happened to him, and I feel bad. And I hope he gets over this in life and produces another banger manga series. But you know what? Just saying it. I was trying, guys. Yeah, no, I was. No, you can't say anything. Yeah, niggas, no, I feel. Like, need I say anything? I mean, I feel exactly the same how Brian felt, but times fucking 20. How about that? Suck my dick, Horikoshi. Because you know what? <laughs> I, yo, <laughs> I try to give you a motherfucking chance, bro, with Sun Eater and these three assholes. Nigeri were high beans of, of do nothingness. She beat two characters, two nobody ass characters. I'm not even gonna do this, you know. Look, 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 look. I'm I'm just upset that we couldn't have Bakuko like melt this guy at least, and then Shigaraki like fractures even further and goes even further down the path so that at the very least when Midoriya comes to the scene and sees all his friends wiped out and, and associates he'll also know that Shigaraki is one step further away from himself so it's easier to pound his f dumb fucking face in <laughs> in his miraculous body apparently what do he call it a demon body why demon did he Lord say body? that <laughs> what was that about Perfect demon lord like, body. I'm like, what are you talking about, bro? All right, he says, come on, use your heads. And I was, I thought Horikoshi was talking directly to us. Like, what did y'all think was going to happen? Which I said, fair. 
you're right. I knew this wasn't going to beat him. Like, it's like, I don't think anybody really thought that this beam was going to end the series. You know? No, of course. That would have been sick. That would have been unprecedented. You know? Like, we would have been talking about this shit forever if he actually did it like that. Yeah, Midori. Like, really? This would have went down in history. No cap. Their yeah, main well, goal was to do damage. Like, that's all they, all they wanted to do. They weren't trying to take him out. They were, like, they, they were just... Sorry. They were just trying Maybe. to hurt him. They were just trying to hurt him. Like, why <laughs> is it so ridiculous that he can get hurt? <laughs> like, why can't you just let him get hurt, Horikoshi? <laughs> why does Midoriya have to get every ounce of shine? Well, now you know how I feel about Asta. This whole time... <laughs> This but was... you knew that from the beginning. So did you. <laughs> so did you. <laughs> and I knew what time it was. I was like, this is about the, this whole thing. That's why every time it happened with Asta, it wasn't like, uh, oh, here we go. It was like, I was waiting. I was like, how's Asta going to wrap this shit up? <laughs> you know? This is starting and to they had a like, few moments. It's starting to become like One Punch Man, but not funny. No, no, this is Bleach now. This is Bleach. Well, we have fully crossed over to Bleach now. Listen. I want to hear your thoughts, Christian. I'm tired of screaming at the top of my lungs about our fucking comic book series, you know, <laughs> that I used to love and hold dear. Man, I mean, I'm an asshole. This is no. all I was supposed to play. Look, oh, I mean, look, look here's the thing. So Generally, if you've listened to the show for any extended amount of time, we try to be positive. We really do. We try to give as much leeway to these people because this Who is turns. hard work. This is hard work. I mean, I don't want to disparage or take away anything from what Horikoshi does or what any manga artist does. All this shit is so hard to do. And Horikoshi is a particularly talented person. Um, even reading back from like old My Hero Academia, it's like, wow, this was pretty great. You know, like there's a lot to love <laughs> yeah. here. Um, and here's it's it's really funny because. All this stuff. Okay, so let's start with the, I guess the, um, the Sun Eater stuff. And of course, nobody thought that he was gonna beat him. Obviously, but it's not about no that. One. You know what I mean? Like, it's not about that. The whole point was, you know, giving these characters a moment to feel like they did something for a minute. You know, like there's a, there's a satisfaction with that. And I get what Horikoshi's trying to do. You know, like, is that no matter what, Horiko of course Shigaraki's gonna survive it. And it's it's going to be hopeless because a lot of what Shigaraki is supposed to be a little bit is like a person who can't separate reality from games. You know, like in the beginning of the series, he talks he talks a lot in like gamer speak where he's like, yes, there's uh, mm -hmm. All Might's the final boss. These are on PCs, blah, blah, blah. You know, um, mm -hmm. so this is what this is again. It's It's still this. So that's consistent from what I'm reading. But it, it is, there is something to be said about, like, I get you're trying to build up the tension here, but for whatever reason, like, the tension isn't really sticking, just because we all know you've established, like, a pattern of him just raffle-stomping everyone at all times. So there's no, like, tension is like, oh, maybe Sun Eater's going to actually do something. And it's not that we need him to take him down. It would have been nice for Sun Eater and the Big Three to have a moment where they were like, Shigaraki's like laid down for a minute, like fuck. At least, <laughs> yeah. But he just sprouted out. So you know, you're giving your take when you're trying to like really establish 
an immortal threat. But, you know, you take away kind of tension because we know no attack's going to win until Midoriya gets there. Um, the thing, the, it's like I said during my recap is um, when Bakugo got up and he was like, got to win, right, Deku? I feel like that was a moment where it was like, Bakugo's going to, sh- this is it. This is, if, if Sun Eater couldn't do it and the other kids are going to do it, Bakugo's technically like kind of a secondary protagonist at this point. He's going to do That's something. That's exactly what I thought. Sorry, Chris. Just real quick, one hundred percent was on the same page. Like I, I was like, ah, I get it. Sun Eater was a sacrifice for us to, for you know, it was the okie doke for Bakugo to to show it. And then they started talking about the awakening. Yo, this motherfucker really like. Yo, I just doubt that he's about to get back up and say this was my awakening. That I don't need organs. In my body, I can just use explosions. <laughs> my heart was exp- my heart was replaced by an explosion. I have an explosion no, for a pancreas. A continuous big bang explosion. <laughs> no, nitroglycerin is used to treat hearts. So there's that. Stop it! No way. That's oh, actually true. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Oh, why did you wait so long to say that? Now, no now, way. Now, I don't believe you. I'm what do you dummy. mean? Now, New Jump City of the idiots. Because next week he's gonna have a nitroglycerin. Stop it! Wait, is that a real thing? Is that a real on. thing? That can't be a thing. Nitroglycerin. Well, it's about to be a title. Nitro nitroglycerin heart. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's used for heart failure. Uh, Stop it! Sugar. I'm looking it up right now. Okay, so anal fissures. <laughs> Jesus, excuse me. <laughs> I would think that nitroglycerin nitroglycerin would cause anal fissures. Did you say AFs? He did say AFs. He said anal fissures. Oh, my God. Did he say AFs? I have to know what this is. First of all, okay, nitroglycerin is in a class of medications called vasodilators. It works by relaxing. Vaseline, what? Vasodilators. It uh, it works by relaxing blood vessels, so the heart does not need to work as hard, and therefore does not need much oxygen as much oxygen. Nice. What the yeah, fuck? Is, is Horikoshi really just gonna go all fucking science on us here? He fucking better, bro. Okay, so that's the third option. Well, Bakugo hey. repairs his heart with his quirk. Yeah, Bakugo gets a dynamite heart, and it's all good. <laughs> wow, Brian, that was like, you may have changed the whole game here. <laughs> yeah, I think so, man. I think we I think we figured it out. I just and thought that we, maybe I mean, there's Brian, no way he goes that route. I was just thinking there's no way he goes that How route. How did you know that? that? Bakugo heals his own heart because then what's nope. the point of this sounded like me to, to, to throw us off and to why <laughs> you know what you did right you did what you did what horikoshi ju- is doing right now you made it seem hopeless for 70 chapters and then you came out with like <laughs> the nitroglycerin heart and we're like oh i guess that makes sense now wow the deku okay, that we- was the nitroglycerin heart solution and now, now we're all we're on bo- I'm on board again. <laughs> now I'm like I'm on board, bro. <laughs> now I'm like very clever. So you guys are not gonna be mad when he if he gets up hey, with his heart repaired. You didn't even let court. me finish my thoughts. 
Yo, you even literally finished my thoughts. My thoughts are irrelevant Man. now. <laughs> my my thoughts don't mean shit right, anymore. So, so what if? That's all right, crazy. So what if what happens is that because as a result of his quirk being trapped inside of his body, it made him produce nitroglycerin from other fluids in his body, meaning blood, and then that allows for his heart to fucking heal up because it's pumping nitroglycerin. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> Josh is speechless. It's spectacular. Josh, Josh has nothing to say. All right. Well, I mean, well, I'm taking away, I'm taking away the RGC already. from One Piece. Give it to, yeah. give it oh, to No, my you can't hero. do that legally. We can't. We can't allow it legally. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Yo, this chase. Listen, no, okay, listen. so, okay, all right. I need to go take a sip of some juice. Okay, so, night. <laughs> oh, my God. With, uh, Brian, listening. you have to understand, what you just did to us here was like a, an emotional roller coaster. I don't know what I I forgot feel, about that, by you the know, way. You know, I, I thought completely it was, forgot. I thought it was sure, you know? I came into this, you know, I, I listened to your guys' thoughts. It's like, you know what? These guys were fucking right. This chapter blew. This chapter fucking sucked, and it's time for me to be. It's time for me to re be the real unbiased king, and tell people like it is. But then Brian had to come out of nowhere, and just be like, "Nitroglycerin is used in heart medicine," and you know what was focused on in particular? Bakugo's heart. The heart. Yes. Nigga, his heart got pierced. In you know what's funny? Yeah, I didn't know that the, his heart was about to blow up. I, I didn't know. I didn't pay attention to that. I thought but that we would. That's I was going to say that earlier that. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say earlier that. Um, I thought that that picture of his heart that looked like it was about to blow up was just uh, us being shown that it was getting pierced. Yeah, well, I, that's the problem. Is because we don't know what happened there. The art, the like, the entire chapter, the entire chapter, the art is fucking beautiful. You can tell what's happening for the most part, and then that part happens, and then Horikoshi's like, oh, "Whoops, I guess I forgot to put some more ink here." Well, I guess he's being, he's being uh, withholding, so you know it's supposed to be a build up for a twist later in some degree. You know what we got to talk about. We gotta talk about the the second. The what? The second one for all user. Well, let me get let me get to stuff. <laughs> I didn't even finish my thoughts before Brian dropped this fucking bomb on us. And invalidated them. Invalid invalidated my thoughts, Brian. <laughs> Sorry. Nothing I say means anything anymore. <laughs> so I guess I'ma just say my thoughts as if the nitroglycerin thing never happened. I don't know. I don't know what to say, man. This chapter was 18 pages, which was pretty normal, like standard ch chapter. All the other chapters have been pretty short up to this point. Um, he chose this chapter to give us 18 pages. Yeah, I mean, you know, big chapter. Big thing happened. One of them was, <laughs> was a two-page spread. The two-page spread. So much happened, but nothing happened. You know, mm. like... Well, I'm, not, I'm not denying that so much happened. I'm just also implying 
that something happened, all right. As well. Yeah, something, something happened, happened all right, bro. <laughs> something definitely happened this chapter. And my feelings was played with, is what happened. And I don't like it yeah. when my feelings are played with. Um, yeah, I, I actually I don't know what to say anymore. He looks pretty dead on this grass. I'm, he does. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> he does look pretty dead on this grass, and I think, look, I mean, he's seen I, all white. He's seen Sunayoshi, bro. I was building up to a point where, like, I part of me is like, this is a red herring of some sort. I don't, I don't know if Bakugo's dead. It'd be weird to kill him off this way. And you know, I the reason that like I was hesitant to really know what i felt at first is that i i came up years and years trained by watching vegeta get it is get his ass handed to him on several occasions that when a, a cool rival character gets his hand ass handed to him it's kind of like a tuesday so i'm like uh all right well i gotta i gotta digest this in a different way i didn't see i didn't see this coming um you know, we've seen Bakugo make some crazy sacrifice plays before. You know, in the first war, he did this shit. He didn't learn his lesson. He decided to continue to do the same thing. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. I, it didn't sit right with me at the moment either. Um, Just because, like, he is such a big character. And the fact that this happened all in one chapter made me think that, like, this can't be it. So, I don't know. There's no, there really is no way to know what the fuck's going to happen here unless we watch it develop. And I don't want to be, I don't want to fly off the handle in any, any type of direction because I'm going to look like a fucking idiot later. <laughs> Just like now with the nitroglycerin heart that I could never Listen, possibly see coming. I just don't want Bakugo to be, to suffer from Glenn syndrome. You guys know what Glenn syndrome is? Is that a Walking Dead reference? Yeah, I don't want Bakugo to be the guy who every important arc dies. Mm. Just dies. Oh, pre- time to pretend to die this arc. This this is last arc. Well, Glenn died, oh. for real. At least you don't have to worry about it. He didn't pretend to die. What? No, but he pretended Glenn to die several times. Do you not know oh, this? Oh, shit. Well, that's a... I don't think... <laughs> you're not into Walking Dead. Shut up, Josh. <laughs> I know you're not into The Walking Dead. I'm capping. All right, so to, to clarify, I I I did read the scanlations of this, so I was thinking about this chapter for <laughs> what the fuck? almost the whole week. You're a pirate. Almost You're a pirate. the whole. What the hell's going on here? I'm sorry, I just I heard the spo- I got spoiled. And I was like, fuck it, I gotta read it. And then I read it, and I was I was confused. You want to know why I wanted to talk about this first? Because I was confused for fucking se- like six days straight. Six days straight of confusion, and is, I did is my series. I love dear so bad. Is it this bad? Was Josh right? For six days you pondered that, huh? And and you know, More or less. I guess I guess as I was you know reading up on the chat, reading up on the chapter and other things, and uh, it somehow slipped my mind that night <laughs> that I read that nitroglycerin heals hearts. Well, Brian. As someone who somehow slipped my mind, as someone who didn't know that at all, I think, <laughs> as, as someone who had no fucking idea, <laughs> I think you can be forgiven. <laughs> uh, oh, all right, but all I gotta say is if Horikoshi writes, uh, if he writes 
out of this mess in a really good way, I will never doubt him again. <laughs> I will never doubt him oh, again uh, if he uh, comes up with a reasonable see, this a is... reasonable follow-up to this chapter. This is Brian's very... problem. This is his first yeah, crisis. Like a this is his first crisis of faith with My Hero Academia. <laughs> this is the first time that Horikoshi's let him down in his entire life. <laughs> no, he's let the, me down before. The poor boy. Like he this. doesn't understand. <laughs> not like this. The poor boy. He's never stooped this low before. <laughs> this is easily one of the worst chapters he's ever made. Yeah. No, I, if it wasn't made clear, I think just on a technical level, it was like a bad chapter too because like he built so much up with uh, Tomogichi or whatever the f- Sun Eater, Sun Eater built, they built him up so much just for it to not even face Shigaraki in the slightest. That was bad. That was... That was really bad. I don't you know, know how else to slice it. So you know, that alone dra- dropped the quality of the chapter. I and then also Bakugo getting his ass wiped and then pampered and then punted out the fucking window, essentially. <laughs> you know, that wasn't I cute. About, you know what I thought about just now? I just realized Horikoshi is not a artist that does immediate payoffs. So... What I think is going to happen is that all the damage they're doing now is going to affect him later, just not in the immediate moment. I hope so, bro. That's what I think is going to end up happening. Like, maybe. Fingers crossed. Because right now, we know that that Shigaraki's kind of rushing to get this over with. The beam is so pure and concentrated that it goes, it wraps around the planet. No, it wouldn't, right? It would just go past the horizon. That's not how that works. You know, you know what's funny about, like, what Brian mentioned about, like, rushing? And, you know, we've talked about this before. Once or twice. What's funny about My Hero Academia is that, like, it's always been fast. Always. If you, like, look at the first season of the anime of My Hero Academia, it only covers, like, three volumes of My Hero Academia. It's, like, kind of short. It felt, like, really short. Like, it, it feels like it rushes. Like, nine... I'm on the ninth volume, and that's where the the camp happens where, before Bakugo is taken away for the first time. It's, you know, like... it's It's weird. He has these, like, long, stretching character development stuff... But the events themselves happen in quick succession. It's 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 kind of interesting how that kind of works out. It's always been fast. It always kind of has felt rushed to me. But yeah, yeah. I guess early in the series, we just there was still kind of the whole potential aspect of it that okay, maybe we know he'll slow down eventually and take his time with stuff because why wouldn't he? If plenty of other people do it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you're wrong. I mean, even when they the here the villains broke into the training area that shit wrapped up kind of fast yeah you know everyone didn't get a bunch of one-on-one fights and stuff there was a, a, a few cool group things that happened but they just kind of showed them really quick and i guess in my mind it was like oh whatever this is all teasers we'll we're gonna see more and i think like this sign started to show during the camp yeah, they really start to expose themselves because it was hyper focused on Midoriya, and then hyper focused on one other situation, 
just for me to read to pull up and help anyway. Like, it was kind of yeah. like, oh. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, with mm-hmm. the Shadow Beast, when it went crazy, and Meteoria ended up helping them out anyway. Mm-hmm. And then with Moonfish, too. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Moonfish got moon. destroyed by Tokoyami. That's what happened, right? Yeah. The, the like Shadow just wrecked him, right? This feels like a memorial for for my hero. I look, I don't know. We, we're, I don't want to get into a tangent. You're right, Brian. It does. It's not a. It's not a memorial. It's not a memorial. I yo her, yo. This is. I'm stealing a line from Charlie Clips. He's a battle rapper, but he had said that that his opponent's mother had to wear all black to watch the previous battle that they was in because he died. Jeez. And that's. Horikoshi's mother would have to wear all black to listen to this. Yeah. I just, you know, I'm going to give it... You are putting I'm going to next right. chapter. I'm going to give it to the next chapter to see what he's going to do, or maybe the next few chapters, I don't know. Honestly, we'll that's see. a good policy to keep. I think we do that generally, where we're like, we'll give it the next chapter. Explain yourself. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have to say for yourself, yeah. Horikoshi? Yeah, two weeks, too. Yeah, yeah we got to marinate with this for two weeks. Well, think about what you did. <laughs> go to your room. Think about what you did over <laughs> your break. So I swear, it's the nitroglycerin hearts, guys. It's gonna come back. <laughs> yes. Because, because it won't let me finish things. Nitroglycerin <laughs> <laughs> hearts. You guys don't even know that nitroglycerin is good science. for the heart. I know science. Once this arc is over, I'm gonna reread my hero. I'm already doing it, bro. <laughs> You gotta get on it now. God, this this I don't know, man. This took so much out of me. <laughs> this, All right, This is a whole week of 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 confusion. All coming out. I'm ready to move on from this shit. Yeah, they got way too much time. Yeah, I mean, hey, comment what you guys think. Honestly, let me. We want to know this in specific. Are we missing something here? Uh, <laughs> did we go? Did we go to berserk? Our, <laughs> I, I wasn't the hater this week, nigga. What's up? <laughs> this time. You were well. You got to say about that? Yeah, but Josh, you were like relishing in it. You were like, yes. <laughs> you were like Palpatine. You were like, <laughs> let the yes. hate flow through you. Good. good. Like Emperor, like Emperor Palpatine. Yeah. Yes, good, good. Let the hate. <laughs> Brian woke up after reading this chapter and was like, "His flesh warp and everything." Dude, Brian came out Darth Hater. He's done. Yeah. Uh, but let's move on. Let's let's get out of here. Wait, let's wait, get before we move on. Josh, how much? How much would? How would you have felt if I told you I liked this chapter? <laughs> if I said this I was a good chapter, <laughs> I would have knew you was lying. I would have knew that this whole thing was a farce. You never actually liked a this farce. series. And it was always for you to be playing the devil's advocate. That that was always your role. That's I was prepared. I was prepared until you said those things. And I knew. I knew exactly. I knew there was trouble brewing. Josh when you said I didn't know how to feel, I know what that meant. That meant it's not good. That's why I said it like that in the chat, guys. And for everyone listening, I told these niggas straight up. I did not think the chapter was good. Like, it was a bad chapter. Straight up. I usually have way more seasoning attached to my, you know, way more, like, animosity. It was just very plain and simple. 
Four chapter. Moving on. Yeah, let's uh, let's move on. I wish there was a very bad chapter of the week. <laughs> yeah, but we don't focus on the negativity, dude. <laughs> we don't. But anyway, let's move on for real. Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh, yes. Your boy's back with another Jujutsu Kaisen breakdown. Took a little break last week, but I was feeling sick and under the weather. And I was also a little under, sick the, under weather, the weather. I felt sick. I was also a little sick and under the weather. So, you know, we work for you guys. We were out, we, we were out here still. No sick days unless, was, uh, unless it's even worse <laughs> that we might take a sick day. Right. So, last week, it was confirmed that Naoya um, has turned into a cursed spirit because he was not exercised properly, and he is a major asshole that held much regret and and contempt contempt towards, you know, the people that smoked him in his life, right? Maki. Maki and his mom. mother. Most women in general, I guess, you know, the usual. So, uh, uh, he also uh, went through, he, he happened to digivolve into a meta, uh, spaghetti metapod monster. <laughs> and that's what I'm looking at in his first. Chapter 193, Sakurajima Colony Part 3. Alternate title, Naoya is a weirdo. What mm. can I say? Okay, um, this was 19 pages, but it felt like a very fast chapter. No one intended. (laughs) Anyway, um, so he's, he's like, Naoya, the cursed spirit, is admiring himself, like, I guess, like, wow, I can't believe I hit this kid so hard, and also, I can't believe how gangster you are that you was actually able to block my attack. I'm gonna tell you this, guys. I'm going to let Gigi fly with this one, but it sure as hell looked like he was not ready to launch no type of blood pack <laughs> from last chapter. It looked like he had no idea what was happening in front of him, but it's okay. I guess that's what makes it a little bit cooler. Yeah. Um, Noritoshi explains that he would have probably lost his head and his arm, and I would agree with that. <laughs> Um, he activates the flowing red scale. I don't know what that does specifically. I think it just makes all the blood in his body like active for him to use or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody could cut in there and uh, help me out with this one or in the comments, you could break it down for me a little bit further. Speaking of comments, guys, why don't you uh, leave a like if you're listening on YouTube. Comment below. Let us know uh, how you feel about this podcast or how your day's going. You should also subscribe and then maybe share it to the homies that also like to listen. That's true. To awesome literature by Gigi Akutame. Akutame. Anyway. Maki joins the fray and says, man, I'm not going to let him punch you in the fucking face again, bro. I got you. <laughs> uh, so they start busting some maneuvers. Maki tries to, like, I guess, end him in one blow. And he ends up, he spins around fast enough to deflect the sword. I was like, oh, spin yeah, around in sure. The speed of sound. She even says, but against the sword. And I was like, well, you know, the sword you lose, you're using doesn't look particularly tough. 
It's one of those Jujutsu Kaisen weapons. And you don't my. know that sometimes they're really strong, sometimes they're just That's my sword. Just not. That's my yeah. sword. That's whose? My. Her sister. My had her own sword? She used Oh her... yeah. It is a special sword. Yeah. But he like spin he he did a spinning top, basically. And just kind of deflected. Jesus. It. He was able to deflect her sister's soul? Like, yeah. Oh, damn it. <laughs> That's crazy, man. So, uh, yeah, Noritoshi, this is what's become of Naoya Zenin. See, I don't know why he's like, <laughs> I don't know why he's uh, breaking it down. Oh, no, he didn't know yet. Maki I guess. Said he didn't that. know yet. So he's a, yeah. No, Maki said Oh, Maki that. said that? Yeah, Maki was letting Noritoshi know that this was Naoya. And then Noyoi says, I can introduce myself. <laughs> That's funny. He actually makes a comment how, uh, I guess the way Rika turned into a cursed spirit, it, it made a lot more sense since it was like a link and bond, you know, with, with, with the strong emotion. Whereas with Naoya, I guess they're just explaining that he was that mad. They don't explicitly say that, but I think that's like this. That's the only thing to know is that he was that spiteful. Yeah, the, that he his his personality and cursed yeah. technique transferred over. Yeah, that's how pissed he was. He was so tight. Um, he starts noodling up. I don't know how else to articulate <laughs> it. He thought spaghetti and meatballing <laughs> on the page. And in fact, he just cursed at the G. So he started noodling up? <laughs> he's, he's hitting them with the fettuccine uppercut. Yeah. He said, I'm going to Chef Boyardee. Yeah. He starts squirming. And, and that, and, and through those series of actions, he activates his curse technique, uh, frame destruction. Uh, I made that up. That's not the name of it, but that's what we're going with. And um, he, what he does is he freezes the air in place and then shatters it to cause explosions at a subatomic level. Yeah. I'm not a physician. I don't. I don't. I'm not a physicist. I don't know. Mm. Brian is though. He knows science. Yeah, Brian's apparently a fucking PhD having scientist. Yeah, he's using a uh, nitroglycerin here to move fast. <laughs> Is nitroglycerin yeah. too? Right. That's what it's cursed. That's what it's cursed. It's truly about. Just be careful. Don't go too fast, or you'll blow up your heart, bro. Yeah. Oh, for those that aren't getting the the, the reference, we just covered that in my hero academia. Y'all should check it out. We went fucking crazy on the author. Anyway. Um. So yeah, Naoya. Uh. I guess after that exchange, she decides to flee. And, um, you know, Akutame, like, draws this in a very interesting way. The way he, like, projects away from them. I don't know. This is one of those things where I feel like I don't... But this is supposed to be funny? No. It looks funny to me. Like, the way he was beaming away. I don't think it was but funny. Got... It was meant to be funny, but it is funny. Yeah, the way... <laughs> Like, I, I get it. Uh, it, was just, it looks like he was a sweat Super Saiyan. You know, like how they yeah, leave yeah, the yeah, trails yeah. when they fly. Oh, no, I was, it seemed real goofy to me, but... Oh, this isn't about to be goofy, guys. So, Naruto, she says, oh, is he running? He's scared? 
And Maki's like, nah, he's speeding up. And they're like, all right, all right, all right. So he's probably going to make himself super duper fast and then just run into us. So we've got to do nothing. We just got to wait for a nigga to pull up to us. Noritoshi is like, okay. They start talking about how, like, all right, like, uh, you know, like, how fast is he going to get? And Maki's like, all right, you know, he was fast in his sound before. K. <laughs> Maybe he'll be still be that fast, right? Right. So they, again, they talk about their strategy, how they're gonna just wait for him to prepare a counterattack. Um, it's like he starts like compartmentalizing. I think like he's like his body starts turning in like it starts like becoming smaller but more compact. I think is that yeah. what's going on? Right. Yeah, he basically makes himself like. into a shuttle. It looks like like he. Yeah. He turns himself into like a, a fucking yeah yeah like a space shuttle or something, but just a cockpit. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna tell you this. They 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 seem prepared to me. Maki takes an athletic stance. Yeah. Um, and Noritoshi leaves some blood mines around. I'm like, oh, they are ready. <laughs> yeah. Um, the next page. We can what we. He's moving too fast. So fast. He, he moral shatters of, moral all of the, the story. He shatters all the time. Huh? Moral of the story. He's moving so fast. Yeah, that is that is the... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't break it down any further than that. He moves incredibly fast. He wraps around the area several hundreds of times, probably. Um... <laughs> the he the author decides to break down how he's like getting faster. I'll just read it. Naoya's cursed spirit body drew in air through inlets. Yeah, like vents. Right. Mm-hmm. And used thrusting pressure and cursed energy to compress and eject it for increased propulsion. He pulls up on Maki from the side. I guess she wasn't expecting it. Black screen. Maki is dead now. No, she's not dead. But she's hurt and maimed. Um, Naoya's speed had reached Mach 3. And then he says, no way. And to think you beat me once. <laughs> okay, guys. Um, the way, When he said no way, I said the same thing. Like, wow, that's, that's it, Maki. You couldn't stop this fucking guy? Yeah. You knew he was coming. You knew he was coming right to you. What? what? <laughs> See, now, here's the thing. I don't think she's really dead. Now, I think Bakugo's dead. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> but um, I don't I don't think Baki's dead. I think she's just shocked because she's never witnessed anything that's happened in Mach 3 before. Yeah. Which is fair. Yeah. I don't even know what Mach 3 is. It's so fucking I don't fucking, know what to so reference it to. It's so fucking fast. So fucking fast. It's so fucking fast. Beyond comprehension. Beyond Brian, can you look up what Mach three is exactly? Or oh, he's already doing it. Uh, I, I think it's. I don't think it's beyond light speed though. We're about to find out. <laughs> oh, he's he's coming. Okay, so Mach three is an aircraft going uh, three times uh, the speed of sound. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, so they are breaking the sound barrier. Yeah, three. Yeah, by, by three times. Yeah, by three times, basically. <laughs> What what's my what what's light speed? Mach what? Is my um, yeah, I don't know. I guess. Uh, should we get into out. thoughts? While Brian looks this up. Yeah, give me your thoughts, Christian. I thought this was pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> a lot of it was Nioya flying around. So uh, yeah, <laughs> really fast. So fast. Uh, real quick, the. The mock speed of of the speed of light is um, eight hundred and seventy four point three. Wait, eight hundred seventy four point three what miles per hour? Mock, mock, yeah, mock eighty seven point three. No, oh mock eight hundred and seventy four point three. God damn, that it's that many more times the speed of sound. Yeah. Wow! Almost nine hundred times the speed of sound. We are just insignificant beings mm. on a floating fucking rock. I hope y'all all know that. I hope that's not too much of an existential blow for everyone's uh, psyche. But yeah, we are so insignificant, <laughs> guys. I recommend you guys watch everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once. It talks about this very idea. But did yeah. they come to the same conclusion that I did? A little bit. <laughs> it's a movie about this kind of stuff. Anyway, honestly, one anyways, of my, honestly, one of my favorite movies ever. But yeah, well, uh, yeah, it is. It is a lot of Naoya running around for a while, noodling up, so to speak. But um, yeah, so he spaghetti's <laughs> up and hits at Mach three. <laughs> so in theory, like, what? not not a ton happened, and I'm. It's not a bad thing necessarily. I, you know, it's just like. It, you know, it's just this uh, battle that's going on, and it's. Uh, I'm I'm sure it's just gonna get crazy at some point because it's really just establishing what Naoya can do, especially in this new form. So, yeah, I'm I'm sure we're gonna see a little bit more. I just don't actually have that much to say about this one. Um, he's uh, Mach three sent uh, Metapod, and he's fucking shit up. I can't really get mad at it. Um. But yeah, uh, Brian, what, what did you think about this chapter? I like this chapter, but you know, it's a Jujutsu Kaisen chapter. It's, it's like uh, always enjoyable, but you know, it wasn't the best. It wasn't awesome. It, it wasn't like uh, it wasn't. It's not the same streak of, of greatness as uh, the past few chapters before this one. Um. So right now it's at a steady it's at a steady uh steady pace. You know, it's not going down, it's not going up. It's it's just being Jujutsu Kaisen right now, and that's all it really needs to do at the moment. Um so, you know, I think this was a, a decent chapter. I don't got much to say about it, aside from the uh spaghetti Mach three um attack. But he noodles up to Mach three. <laughs> <laughs> Missiles <laughs> up to Mach three, but yeah, that's that's. I don't got much else to say. This is a fun chapter. All right, uh, Josh. Any any rebuttals? Any thoughts that came? Yeah. Back? Um. He really set the bar with the previous two arcs, with Okotsu and Hikari, especially with Okotsu. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. 
it's not like these chapters have been lackluster in any sense, in my opinion. You know, I'm still kind of waiting to see, like, the punchline or whatever. You know, like, kind of the point to this. Yeah. They brought Naoya back really quick. And I know, like, I, 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 uh, I expect there to be a little bit more to this than just the catharsis of Maki beating him down once again. Mm-hmm. There's something a little deeper going on here. Something weird happening. Yeah. Agreed. Or not. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Maybe this will be an easy one. I, I really hope Maki's not dead. <laughs> I'd be shocked. I mean, she's a badass now. Yeah, she's one of those. She's, she's Kampachi now, right? So Yeah. That's a good uh, yeah. comparison, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I'm just going to give it some time. I feel like um, a lot of the fights actually kind of started like this, where it was kind of slow in the beginning and then just like that, crazy. So, you know, it just is what it is. There's a, there's a rhythm to the culling game. So, just looking forward to the next chapter. But, um, yeah, that's all I got to say. We don't need to linger on this anymore than we have to. Solid enough chapter. Uh, I'm here for it. Shall we move onward? Oh, yes. And let's go. Black Clover. Spy X Family. What? Hmm? You say Spy Family? Black Clover Chapter 333. Yeah, this is Black Clover Chapter 333, The World's Savior and Its Flaw. Um, Last we left off, Asta uh, confessed his love to the uh, to the sister one last time before finally letting it go. Like, uh, like a good, like a good guy, not a toxic bro in Asta, like not a toxic bone in Asta's body. So good for him. Um, we learn about this one person, uh, you know, the greatest devil host and, uh, the greatest devil host potential in the history of our family, because, uh, there was apparently this person who was born with two souls, uh, and they bound a supreme devil, Asaroth. The time mag- of time magic to ourselves in an attempt to learn the answer, um, and we have this conversation between Julius, who is the wizard king that we all know, and uh, his younger brother, or you know the the thing that he ser- shares a soul with, Julius, um, and uh, this is where apparently I guess this is where Julius took over at some point. Um, that they they're talking about how they that Lucius the evil side of him has discovered a way for peace in the world, and uh, he foresaw that uh, Julius would probably try to stop him, so he went boop, you go away now, and uh, this is where we get the new black haired wizard king, uh, who is now uh, Lucius, um, and so as Asta's like wizard king wait a minute, you're not the Wizard King. And uh, he activates time magic and uh, stops time for everybody except for the people who are inside that little sphere, I guess, which includes Asta. And uh, that's about it. Oh, even the sister gets time frozen. So, you know, it's just Asta. not real enough. Yeah, it's uh, just Asta and Lucius. So um, Asta transforms into his demon form. And uh, he's like, hmm, so this is devil magic, huh? Uh, and he's like, wow, this spell is huge. He's like, yeah, I absorbed Lucifero, so I have his fucking magic power to really back me on this one. Jeez. Um, yeah. Um, I like, I, I, I'm, I'm going to talk about it again, but I actually like that they specified that 
Mm-hmm. Um, it makes him into not this like <laughs> I've really been the strongest this whole time type of situation. Yeah. It makes sense for why he waited now. Yeah. Anyway. So he's like, wait, you're Julius, but you're not. Who are you? And he's like, I am Lucius Sogratis, savior of this world. Julius is dead. Um, and uh, he explains that, like, you know, he's been using Julius for a long time and he'd, he'd, he'd uh, worn out his usefulness. So, you know, it's time for to go for the real plan. He's going to repair all humans and his siblings and him will destroy them then use their magic to recreate them into people who are fortunate and equal in every aspect. Um, so, you know, he was like, everything was going according to plan. Everything was doing pretty well, except for one thing, you. And he explains that Asta, by rights, he, right, by rights, no living thing should ever be born without magic. You are this world's flaw for not having been born with magic. Not so, this shit again. Yeah, so for the sake of a just future, your flaws must flaws must be eliminated. And um, does Asta back down? Of course not. Does Asta get, uh, 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 I'm a flare? No. He turns around and he yells at the top of his lungs, who the heck are you calling a flaw, you jerk? Uh, so, you know, that's cool. And... Uh, He's, he just yells at him for a while, you know, like, I'm going to fucking stop you. And uh, he said, I'm going to stop you and save him. And uh, Lucius is like, yeah, I'm stronger than Julius, you know. And Asta's like, do you not know who I am? I don't give a shit. He pulls out the Yami sword. And the other sword. <laughs> he's like, I don't care. And he's we get a two-page spread of Asta in his super demon form almost. Well, like one of his cool demon forms is like right here, right now, I'll surpass the Wizard King. Uh, and that's where the chapter ends. Uh, pretty, pretty cool. Um, I, I'll say this. This was my RGC. Uh, was this yours as well, Josh? Same. Ooh, yep, and uh, this was also the audience RGC. Uh, oh, shit. Of the week. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Yeah, um, and if you guys want to vote on the really good chapter of the week poll, you can email, you can uh, check out our Twitter at New Jump City. We do the poll every week, and you can vote for your favorite chapter. But for this week, Black Clover was the winner uh, by fifty percent of the vote, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, fifty percent of the vote. It was a little divided, um, you know, amongst everybody. So everybody got a little bit, but um, Black Clover won by a good margin. And for good reason. This was just like a cool chapter. Obviously, the origin of Lucius, of, of Julius, was like pretty good. I mean, I um, I didn't really find any problems with it. I, I thought I would. The whole thing with Julius was like, I feel like I shouldn't like this. You know, it feels like, it feels like an ass pull, but I don't, I, for whatever reason, I accept it. You know what I mean? Like, it, it made, all right. I don't know if you want to continue to give thoughts, but yeah. like it made a lot of sense to me. That's why personally, I because I I think I mentioned this already um, last week, but I already had some weird suspicions about him because I thought he was still a little too enthusiastic about like the evil magic and 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 such. Like yeah. you know, uh, even even early on with the elves when they had that 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 stone. Glad. It's the way he was talking about it. it was a, like I said, 
way too interested for someone that's supposed to be this good guy. And, you know, I think at the time we thought he had light magic or something like that, but it was just time magic. And, you know, him turning, it was just weird. Like, he turned into a child and all of that. Like, well, no, there's really nothing beyond the fact that he showed enthusiasm for dark magic. Yeah. Um, but he never really knew why. So that's why I, I like the little story they gave this week. Because it shows that it's not that he didn't know this. Like, I, that it confirmed that that he wasn't aware that he had a devil inside him this whole time. Even when he was older, he didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, this was, you know, he's been in the background this whole time. But it's his the interest has peaked out. Mm-hmm. You know, that's also why he probably took such an interest to Asta by, you know, in of himself as well. Because the devil himself was like, hmm, I want to inquire more about this anti-magic child. It all makes it, it, it all makes sense to me. Yeah. He, it's been, it's, it's, it's plausible enough. Yeah. Um, that being said, I also missed this detail, but, um, when Asta pulled out his, uh, anti-curse sword, I guess he actually freed everybody from the time curse. Yeah. So- he sent like a wave of anti magic and shattered the fucking spell against the time he got, it, i still don't have is. nothing to be scared of it was called partner but it should be called gangster time yeah word up yo we know what time it is yeah um yeah, so- bro i just beat the king of the devils i'm gonna pack you up and get my friend back <laughs> i'm gonna stab you with this sword and you're gonna get extinguished nick exercised yeah i'm excited for this um you know it we're technically past the time skip, so Asta could have gotten even stronger with his magic and all that stuff. Uh, looking but it's been to like, seeing... what, like a few months? Like They like, mentioned like it was six like months? years. Oh. Yeah, it's like three years or so. Um, But yeah, great chapter. I had a good time reading it. And this two-page spread at the end, nice. Fucking Incredible. Nice. Uh, but Josh, what, what did you think about this chapter? Oh, well... I did say it was my RGC, and I, I think I kind of already explained it. I really, I really appreciated the the way they handled Julius's flight backstory. Although I'm a little confused. Um, wait, did they say how long ago this was? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I'm sorry, I was looking at something. What thing? I was trying to figure out oh, a year and three months after the Spade Kingdom War. Okay, oh, okay. never mind. Yeah, it was, so it was, it's a year. I thought it was like a couple okay. years. Okay. Um, I wasn't... It was kind of ambiguous that who was the devil family he was a part of? Wasn't that the Spade Kingdom people that were over there? Who? That had Majicula... All right. Um, When you look at the beginning of the chapter... And he's talking about his, hold on. He says, like when they're saying, uh, I gave it a lot of thought, the greatest devil host potential in the history of our family and exceptional being born with two souls and one body. Who is the family? Is the family that those spade kingdom kids? No, this was like, or, wasn't this Clover? This is just some random family. Well, because those ruins, part of. those ruins are the same one that Noct had, like that Noct took Asta down to. Way back right. In the day. So this was a, probably a different family doing their own devil weirdo stuff situation. Yeah. yeah. 
We bound the supreme devil, our source of time magic, to ourselves. Okay. And attempt to learn the answer. Okay. And that's the conversation I had right before Julius gets sent away. Mm-hmm. Where they're like, I've seen it, the future. Yeah. But why does he say Lucius? That isn't, does he, does it imply that he knew of Lucius in him? I think so. But he didn't, I guess he didn't know what the fuck he was planning. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But. No, I don't think he knew there was a devil in him. Yeah. I think, uh, I think he's just finding out and whatever. I don't think that's super important. I mean, I just think a, a lot, like a tone was set. I mean, even when he made this huge, this huge time spell, it, it was pretty dope. Not gonna lie, I like how he froze everybody. I thought that was pretty sick. He was trying to take Asta out right then and there. Yep. Did y'all peep that? Yeah. Like he tried to do away with him immediately. He pulled up to the scene, and was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna remove you from the equation now." I will. But then realized he couldn't. I will pluck your little head off. <laughs> pluck. Yeah. Um, I say no punk, and he knows that too. So that's what's kind of cool about this too. He's not some guy that's gonna underestimate Asta. He knows he knows that he's dealing with someone that beat the King of Devils, who was above him. So he has to be smart about how he fights. Mm-hmm. Asta ain't never dealt with someone that can manipulate time, though. That's pretty tough. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't have much else to say. Um, do you have any rebuttals? Brian, you're reading Black Clover now, right, Brian? Do you have any thoughts by any chance? Um, This certainly made me more interested in the series. Yes. But am I going to read it from mm. the beginning? You maybe should. That remains to be desired. <laughs> All right. I mean, we'll see. What's the point the of reading it chapter, now? You're not the next chapter understand. will decide whether I re- watch it from the beginning, read it from the beginning or not. All right. The answer will be no. <laughs> I'm calling it here. Um. All right. Well, that being said, I guess we can move on then. I, I really like this chapter. It was really cool. Uh. So let's let's get it going. Undead, unluck. This is Undead Unluck Chapter 122. It's your it's in your nature. Um we open up with a loop happening. Um the uh, it looks like Huis established another loop and uh she walks outside and she's in prehistoric times. Uh you know, we have dinosaurs still around. Uh and uh she runs into Victor, uh the uh alter ego and true, I guess, identity of Andy. Uh, who I guess just, I I remember he naturally just like phases through. He doesn't necessarily need to loop with the, um, with the, with the arc in order to do the loop. He just kind of lives through everything because he's, he can't die regardless. So he just goes, yeah, he just goes through it the hard way. Um, and it turns out that he's been waiting for Huis for 4.4 billion years at that point. Uh, because he's there at the start of a new universe, basically. So, um, we uh we cut back to the present where Huis is not trying to fuck with them. Um, that's good to know. She actually just gets down, yeah. and she wants to. Just... And he thinks so for yeah. a second. You he's... just didn't get ready. Yeah. Uh, 
And uh, yeah, she just explains her story. The whole thing is just like, I'm glad that you guys are here. That just means that you guys are finally ready to take the loop. But uh, I ask that you wait to make your choice till after you heard my story so that we uh, we actually get to learn the secrets of how the loop works necessarily. Um, we learned from Victor that uh, during the loop, you go to basically a whole newly formed Earth. Like the universe just resets and you're just like in the future. It's like so weird. It's such a distant future that the Earth has reformed. You're fast forward into a time where Earth reforms itself. It gets destroyed and reforms again. Um, and yeah. It, and, uh, well, that's the shaking box theory, actually, if you guys didn't know it? that. See, I know a little bit of science, too. Whoa. We're learning a lot today. So, yeah, basically, the shaking box theory is the is basically that what says that the Big Bang is something that happens continuously. Like, there's the Big Bang, then the universe expands, and then it eventually implodes and turns into a singularity, all for it to, until it gets to the point where it explodes again. And that's what's happened over all of time and existence mm. that our universe just keeps exploding and expanding. And there is, there is an empirical evidence, but there's evidence to support those claims. I mean, we can see the universe expanding and we know that there is, we are going to get to a point where there is the death of the universe, like the heat death of the universe. And once it gets to that, it's only a matter of time before everything just implodes into itself, into a black, one singular black hole. Pretty fucking crazy, guys. Pretty crazy. <laughs> you learn something new every day at New Jump City. Um, Did you know suns turn into black holes? Yeah. Once they've, once they've exhausted the, yeah. yeah, I learned that recently. Yeah. I didn't know that. I know, I knew that one, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that's interesting. So, yeah, I guess the shaken box theory is going on here. Uh, except Andy lives through it. So he, he's there when the, <laughs> he's there when the earth is still molten magma and uh, you can't walk on it. So he's just suffering for like a million years. Uh, Millions of years. Just pure pain. Yeah, that sucks. What is it pain even to him anymore? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, apparently, like, he know She's been around for a long time, Huis. And uh, uh, apparently the next loop will... Every time you loop, apparently, you get pushed further along in time. So you don't necessarily always end up at the very beginning of time. You just continue onward through eras. And you will end up on the 1800s. Uh, when they loop, they'll end up in the 1800s. Um, so yeah, the next time, yeah. Um, so you know, the the reason that Huis looks so young, despite the fact that she's like probably billions of years old, is that technically, like, you don't age when you do the loop. So it's just a constant cycle of greetings and goodbyes. So that's sad. <laughs> um. And uh, you need to, and if you're going to do that, you're going to, if you're going to put yourself through that, you have to have no doubt in your mind that you're doing this. So she asks, what is your version of vision of justice? And in so many words, like Foucault's just like, man, I want to see Tatiana wearing clothes and I want to see top run as fast as. Me too. Yeah. I mean, yes. Also same. 
Uh, <laughs> yes, also, please do that. Um, she wants to see Top run as fast as he can and Chikar, for Chikar to, to be able to attend school without being scared. Um, and she wants to... She wants everyone who who died at the hands of her unluck to live, um, and she just wants them to live. Um, and it's kind of like hard because she's always thinking to herself, like, "Yeah, I mean, I want all these things to happen, but you know, at the same time, without all these things happening, I only—that's the only reason I got to meet Andy in the first place." So, you know, I uh, in this world, like humanity, faces so many hardships that we didn't even that it didn't even create, and so many people suffered for unjust reasons. And that's why I want to place the blame for everything, the good and the bad, back in our, in humanity's hands. Um, and uh, she wants a world where you can't blame things on somebody who doesn't even reside on Earth. So, you know, she wants to live with everyone. And at the same time, she's also like, I wanted to live in the world that exists now, not as whoever they will be in the next loop. Because you never know. They can be different in the next iteration of time. Um, so she's like, I, w- I want to be like, you know, with everybody who's here now. And she's like, well, that must be why fate has drawn you two together. There's an artifact that can make your vision possible. And she's like, what, what is it? And, uh, Huis reveals that like, well, it's the thing that I use to capture, to, uh, seal, uh, Victor's memories. And, uh, you know, but it has come back along with you. That card is the artifact, remember, and it's the key to saving everything. Uh, And it turns out the card that Andy has always had that kind of like keeps Victor locked away is also the thing that could pretty much revive the memories of people down into the future. Uh, Pretty cool twist. I'm into it. Um, And uh, that's where the chapter ends. Yeah, I, uh, I really like this chapter a lot. This was actually my second place. Uh, this was my second place as well, man. This was a very emotional chapter. We've already said it, but Undead Unluck has been on fucking fire the past couple months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like uh, this. You know, we talked about a lot about the philosophy of what Undead Unluck means, and you know, we and I feel like this kind of like pushed us in the direction of part of what this is about, which is you know trying to. <laughs> It's the idea of like taking onus upon ourselves and gaining control of our lives and not allowing external factors to fuck up our lives. Um, it's, uh, it's like religion. Yeah. If yeah. you allow it to. Yeah. If you allow it to. So yeah, I, um, I thought that was really cool and deep. Um, I'm excited to hear more as we get closer and closer to, uh, the next iteration of this earth. Um, but yeah, I thought this was really cool. I thought the story, the the way that um, Huis and the arc works. Now that you explained the shaken box theory, I uh, that that's actually really cool and pretty smart. Um, but yeah, I don't have uh, many. That was ideas. a cool reference on his part. Um, yeah. I guess I'll get into a couple thoughts. She says, "I want to place the blame for everything, the good and the bad, back an hour in humanity's hands." That was really... I want a world where you can't blame things on somebody who doesn't even reside on Earth. A place where people who want to live can live. Where hands you want to touch can be touched. And where people who want to die can die. 
These are really deep words. Um, I'm not going to act like I understand exactly what the author is trying to get across. I can only explain it from my perspective and how it resonates with me. I mentioned it plenty of times on the podcast before. It shouldn't be a secret to nobody, but I am an atheist. My views on, you know, on my on my materialistic views as opposed to theistic views, you know, have have you know shifted a lot over time. You know, I even to this day, you know, even now, as I am at my point as a twenty nine year old, you know, I don't even tell people that I don't believe in God anymore. I don't believe in God as an intelligent designer. That's what I try to explain to people that I don't think that there's this knowing being that that makes decisions. Right. And that makes me feel more comfortable as a as a man, you know, as an adult moving through this world to know that there are things that just happen. And it's and it's up to us as humanity. We are the only sentient life know, that we know of. And. Based on a few scientific theories like the Fermi paradox, for one major one, we're probably never going to meet any other type of intelligent sentient life. We might, this might be it. Just this, out in a whole vast fucking universe, you know? So, with all of that said, like, life is so precious, and I just think it's such a waste to not try to really challenge our, our views. And, and and how we want to move on this planet, we, you know, while just chalking it up to say that some being is looking out for us and has everything on Smash. We have real issues that need to be addressed. Issues of humanity, issues of the safety of our, our, of our environment, you know, uh, not to get political or anything like that. I don't think that's a political statement, honestly. I think that's just scientific fact at this point, but I digress. Um... I just really feel like Foucault is expressing that without making it explicitly about philosophy or religion or anything like that, right? She wants a world where we not we already have control, but she in that world she wants everyone to understand that we had that control. We dictate how us as a species is going to move forward with each other or move away from each other, whatever it is, is going to be based on our decisions and actions and the consequences of them, not something else that has nothing to do with us. Mm -hmm. For those watching and listening to this Undead Reveal or um, uh, uh, Breakdown or um, Dennis just listening to the entire podcast, I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on the matter. You know, we can talk about it in from the perspective of Undead Unluck, or we can just talk about it philosophically, you know? Oh, I kind of... One last thing. I don't... Like I was saying, I don't view God as, like, a as a person or a creator, but to me, God is the representation of everything positive and good in this world. You know, when you extend your love to your brother or you do something nice for someone, that's God. That's God being exhibited in you. You know that, and that's how I look at it. And that's and I got that idea from um, this this book that I read that that observed a lot of different ancient cultures and and religions and seen like all of the similarities. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe I'll break that down another day.
Okay. Um, I don't really have anything else to say about this chapter, though. Straight up. I mean, I can't. I, I wonder how they're going to break down this artifact that's been in Andy's head. Because the last I checked, if he pulls it out, Victor comes out. So I don't yep. know how this is going to make everybody in the world remember who they were. <laughs> well, it's. The, I think it's the thing. It's the artifact of memory. So... I, maybe whatever Andy remembers, because it's been lodged in his brain forever, it could be used to restore other people's memory. Right. That's it's yeah, guess. yeah. Just because it's been used like that for his specific function doesn't mean it can't be used in other ways. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, that's it then. I guess. Uh, great chapter. Um, I think it just like excellent chapter. Yeah, very close win for us, honestly. Um, but yeah, that was Undead Unluck, and that has been our show. Hooey! Thank you guys so much for listening. As per usual, you can find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram, Josh at JD Cole underscore 37 on Instagram, at NY Chillin on Twitter, Brian at B.ESP on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to catch him while he's playing video games on the internet, you can check him out at twitch.tv slash it's punchline. Follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us on Twitter especially. And take part in the weekly Really Good Chapter of the Week poll that we do every week. Um, yeah, it comes out on Sundays usually alongside the official release that Viz puts out. There probably won't be one this week as there is no jump. But um, maybe we'll do one for the monthlies, even though there's only two. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want us to talk about. Uh, comment what you guys thought about this week's chapters and your thoughts on the show in general. We love to get feedback. Uh, email the new jump city pod at gmail.com with any questions. I, I already did that. Huh. Subscribe to us on YouTube. <laughs> subscribe to us on YouTube. Hit that like button. Hit that, hit that uh, subscribe. Get that notification bell going. Uh, share the podcast. If you will, if you prefer audio podcasts, we are on pretty much every audio platform there is. Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts. There are links in the bio if you're watching on YouTube that will take you to our iTunes or our Spotify. Check us out there. And um, that's it. Next week will be a little easier. We only have two series and a bunch, oh, of, yes. and a bunch of questions to talk about. We'll probably talk about X-Men a little bit if we if we find the time. But um, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you guys next week. And uh, stay safe, New Job Citizens. Peace out, guys. Thanks for listening. Especially if you listen all the way to this part. Hey, we love you. That we do.